Oh. Just started recording and just knocked the... You know Shane Boyd? Yeah. So he crashed um, riding his ramps and stuff out of the track. Have, oh. a listen, have a listen to this for a fucking injury list. Yeah. Um, when was this? Uh, 12 days ago. Rushed to emergency, life-saving surgery to repair the artery I had ruptured next to my heart. I was internally bleeding to death. I needed 21 bags of blood from the nurse placing in a juice coma before another surgery on Saturday to fuse my spine after I fractured my thoracic and dislocated my lumbar spine. Um, thankfully, both these surgeries were successful. I remember to walk, talk and use my arms. Um, beyond grateful for the ambulance staff and medical staff that saved my life. I also have 17 broken ribs and you've only got 24, by the way. Jesus Christ. Um, and fractured pelvis, as well as collapsed lungs and fractured C4 and C5 vertebrae. Yuck. That's fucking screaming. That's insane, yeah. Ugh, gross. See, that's the stuff that... Cause How's the scar he's got? Oh, Jesus Christ. Fuck, man. Because the boys are about to start getting into ride moto, that's the sort of stuff that if I told the wife about things like that, she's like, I'm not keen, but I'm like, like... It's a rarity. Think how many yeah, people... Yeah, that's think right. Between me and you, especially you, think how many people you know that do dangerous things on a dirt bike versus yeah. the small amount of stories of things like that. Like, you brought that up to me because it's not a very regular occurrence for someone to have that kind of major injury. Like, it's pretty insane how, how many people do so many insane things without... Like, yeah, broken arms and broken legs, but major things like that's not very common. No. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Dude, I'm like, Sherelle and I have been talking about it because I mean, we're both getting older now. It's like, yeah. we've been talking about having kids. Mm. And I'm like, what like, kid wants to ride and stuff. I'm like, they can ride BMX, but I'm fucking riding dirt bikes. No See, way. <laughs> it's terrifying. Like, I know I just trail ride and that sort of stuff, but I got hurt way more riding BMX than I ever did riding a moto. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's different for everything. Like, But I'm like, I'm the worst, dude. Like, I'm like, like my niece and nephew are doing anything dangerous. I'm like, fucking be careful. Yeah. Oh, dude. I'm, I'm the same. Oh I'm, sure? I'm, I'm the same with kids riding BMX. Like, I don't want them, like, a lot of parents are like, ah, oh, yeah, just hit this, jump that, and that's what's happening. Like, nah. nah. I, I want them just to, like, they'll, if they're keen, they'll learn more. Like, Max is starting to jump some decent stuff and things like that. And Wes will get there. He's a little bit more hesitant and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But I'm like, if they want to get better and they, keep riding they will get better just by natural attrition just by spending yeah. more hours on the it's bike it's literally so much it's the old 10,000 hour rule like, the more time you spend on it the better it is like I remember when we were riding BMX um, I mean Luke Fink like he was riding he'd get up at like 7 or 8 in the morning and he'd go to Campbell Skate Park and he'd ride until it was night like 9 o'clock at night every single day he rode every single day he didn't have a job back then rode every single day 7 days a week for like 12-13 hours a day riding hard and that's how he ended up winning the BMX Worlds. Like, it's just what happens. Like, yeah. if, if you spend that much time and you touch wood, don't have a major injury or something like that, if you've got a, an ounce of dedication behind you, you're going to get good at it. Simple as that. Like, yeah. think about, like, how, like, I know how you ride moto. Imagine if you had a private track and didn't have to work and got to ride every single day and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Think, think of the level that you would have got to because you've just presented with the opportunity. Yeah. I remember hearing um, an interview... Or read an interview in um, we should be this, probably. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Oh, we are recording. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I remember um, reading an interview in an old ADB magazine with Chad Reed's old man, and Chad Reed on an eighty was going through eighty liters of premix a day. Like, think how much That's riding. You've got, think how much riding you've got to do. Like, you know, you got one two five. Yeah. 
think how much on an 80, like, yeah. I was a day and said 15 litres. Yeah. Like, think how much yes. riding you've got to do to go through 80 litres. Four jerry cans of premix in a day on an 80. No wonder he ended up being the best in the world. Like, yeah. it's just... It's just all yeah. time, isn't it? And don't get me wrong, you've got to have... You've still got to have the matching point within the Venn diagram of skill and dedication and probably the right teaching and that sort of stuff and the right opportunities as well. Like, have you read um, Outliers? I can't remember if you've read... No, nah, I haven't. Outliers with Malcolm Gladwell. Let me be very honest with you, man. Yeah. I don't read books. Yeah, well, even if you listen to it as an, as an audio book, it's yeah, worth That's listening. what I'd like to do. I think I'd like to do audio books. You should me. get Outliers as an audio book. It's really, really good. And, um, like, he's talking about in that, like, people talk about people being lucky or people being geniuses or people being talented in sport. And as he said, he goes, most of it revolves around... Most of it revolves around opportunities. Thanks for me one. Oh, well, you hadn't won one last this time. time. <laughs> and um, most of people who are at top levels revolves around opportunity. And some people go, oh, yeah, that person's spoiled. They had this, had that. But they've got to have a lot of talent and dedication anyway. Yeah. yeah. And it's usually the opportunity to nurture that talent there. And that's why I love the idea of, like, if the kids are going to ride moto, like, I don't care if the kids ride moto for a bit of fun and it's only just a bit of fun forever. Or the same with BMX. They might ride BMX for a bit of fun forever. Who knows, the kids might end up being really... One of my boys might end up being really good at soccer or basketball or tennis or who knows what. Or they might not be good at anything. They might be good at their work life or whatever. But as long as they're... Like, I like the idea of giving them the opportunity to try things. Yeah. Like, we... I always had opportunities to try stuff growing up, but all I wanted to do was ride moto and ride BMX anyway. But I never really... Not that I really wanted it, and it's definitely not something I'd prefer, but I never had the opportunity to play soccer or anything like that. It wasn't something that our family did. Like, Even though you're Italian. Yeah, exactly. Really exactly. <laughs> but, like, the old man, he was... He rode moto. So, we rode moto. We just did it because it was something we could do with him on the weekends. Yeah. And always loved it, but that's why with the kids, I'm like, yeah, if you want to play soccer, you want to do... Like, they... Because they do the Ninja Warrior stuff, like, can't at the moment because all the gyms are locked down. And, um... That's cool. Yeah, but stuff like that, I'm like, there's, I like the idea of, as long as it's not like, oh, you want to learn how to snowboard, let's go spend four grand on a heap of snowboard stuff and drive four hours each way to some garbage snow. Yeah. Like, that, that's not an opportunity that I'd want to really present because it's just not feasible in Australia. Yeah. Like, yeah. if we lived in New Zealand, if you lived in Queenstown, it's like, all right, yeah, kids, you can snowboard like that. You can do it every day. Yeah. I think the difference is being able to do things every day, like... If I had property and the kids were able to build trails and ride trails every single day, they're going to get good because they're just doing it all the time. As long as they're interested, like they'll keep, yeah, keep doing they're it. Yeah, having fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like if you have kids in the future and you're riding BMX and your kid's riding BMX and you're riding together, it's a fun thing to do with your kids, male or female. Yeah. It's a fun thing to do and it's good for them. It's better than like, oh, yeah. here, I'll just put the TV on again for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, they're going to be so annoyed, though. Mm. You're like, Dad, let me go. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. You're just fucking... Be safe. Well, that's why... Just go to the, the bank, don't do nothing. Nothing <laughs> steep, just chill. Yeah, well, that's why with the kids, I haven't... Um, they haven't... They don't know about that moto just yet. Because with this lockdown, haven't been able to go anywhere to ride anyway. So it would be... Yeah, it would be a really like crappy a thing. That, hey, look on. at this exciting new toy that we've got here. Don't touch it. You can't ride it yet. Because we yeah. haven't got room in the backyard for him to ride and that sort of stuff and correction you do have room in the backyard 
We've got neighbours who would complain about it. Yeah, well, they just, need, yeah. they just need to remember who did the fences. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, I should have just left the fences knocked down, so we've got, like, three backyards to ride through. But, but like, so I think this weekend it should open up and be able to go a bit further and that sort of stuff and be yeah. able to... And then I'll, I'll say to the boys, I've well, got a bike here for you, you can ride and that sort of stuff. And I want to make a point of each weekend if they want to ride which they're going to want to it's exciting like Max is always at me about a motorbike anyway yeah and um, I'm like well one weekend go to one mate's house go ride there next weekend go somewhere else and give them the opportunity to actually do it all the time it'd yeah. be awesome so. but that's why like I'd love to have property I sort of me and Max always fantasise about it we'll sit there talking about it. we're watching that um, uh, imagination thing the Tyler Berriman stuff and Max yeah. is like we should have a property and some bulldozers so we can build tracks and jumps for whatever bulldozers we want. Bulldozers are very cheap. Yeah. I've heard, <laughs> I've heard Earth Moving Equipment's really cheap. Oh, yeah, it's like, whatever. <laughs> but he's like, we should have that. And I'm turning to Haley, I'm like, yeah, we should have a property where we can do this sort of stuff. <laughs> but like, yeah. I was thinking of yours, even just having like a big barn and just, if you have like a basic mini ramp inside it or a little grind rail on a couple of quarters and that sort of yeah, stuff. So like, even in this garage, like, I've stuffed around in this garage on my BMX with Max, like just doing little bunny hops and goofing around in here. Yeah. And being able to do things every day, you're going to learn so much more. Like, yeah. Yeah. if you're riding moto, if you're able to chuck in like a 15 minute, 20 minute session every single day, you're going to learn a lot more than riding once every couple of weeks for a couple of hours. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's good. It's still repetition and getting comfortable. Mm. Like, that's why I was stoked when, when I rode my moto for the first time in like a year. And I felt really comfortable straight away. I was expecting, I'm not going to lie, I was expecting to feel like a fish out of water because it had been so long. But it yeah. wasn't too bad. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. But then I remembered uh, when I was riding like two or three times a week, you get really used to it. And yeah, you yeah. just hop it's on not... and you just all go. It's not a problem. But yeah, I don't know. It's fun. I'm glad you kept your 125 of all bikes. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I don't really see myself selling that thing. Well, for I the, would have kept my KX250, but I was blown up, so yeah. I was scared of it. For the few grand you'd get for your 125. Oh, now, you know what that was? Remember how I blew it up? Yeah. On never. Yeah. I, the, I snapped the end off the spark plug. Oh, how? Pin on it. Must have got lean and snapped off. Oh, the end of the plug snapped off and went in the motor. Oh, really? Jesus yeah. Christ. Awesome. <laughs> Super cool. Just what you want. Super cool. Cheers, yeah. NGK, you legend. Yeah. Well, NGK don't normally do that. That's the thing. So, must have been something. Something up. Must have been detonated. Must have been way too lean or something like that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But yeah. that's what that's what the cause was. So. Mm, awesome. But yeah, like with your 125, like for the few grand you get for it now, it's only going to go up. It's not like that yeah. bike in five years' time was the 07. It's not like that in five years' time is going to be worth two grand. Five years' and time, it'll probably be worth eight. And that <laughs> bike, I've got that thing. Have I seen a photo of it? No. Dude, I've got that thing dialed. So I just got a raw FMF, same as yours. Yeah. But you can't get them here. So I had to get it from oh, really? the States. So yeah. it took like eight weeks to get yeah. over. It took so long. Good. Got a full FMF system on it. I've got tie pegs on it. ARC lever. That's cool. Um, Air Force. Did you get the ARC out. levers because when you watched that video of your bike in slow-mo and you saw your levers bounce up and down, it drove you insane? No, so I still got that. Um, oh, you still got that? You got that? Yeah, but the clutch is... <laughs> yeah. ARC and then I've got what else have we got 2017 Serif 250 forks and clamps in it yeah that's good so the thing's sick i got some wheels coming for it as well so I, yeah the thing's like it's good perfect it's awesome and it, I'm, like I said I've got my YZ out it's probably 
15 horsepower, that's slow as bull. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so gutless. See how much you find, of all the ones you find, there's just no poke. Like, they're the worst. The worst motor. Yeah. I mean, they're great. They're Honda motor, but they're so incredible. Yeah, they're reliable, but so is an XR400. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's why I got my YZ out there. Like, as you said, you go, oh, your steering feels heavy. It's like, everything's just bound up because it's been sitting around for so long. Yeah. And I'm like, so I'm just going to gut it and grease everything and lube it and everything will be like new again. Be awesome. I like that bike. It's fun. Yeah, that's sweet. Well, again, no, it's one of those things. So, for the, for the $3.80 I'd get if I was to sell it now, I'm like, it's pointless. It's yeah. just done. I'll just keep it. Like, I like it. Yeah, you know, I said a while ago, I was talking with the idea of selling it, but then I wrote it again and I'm like, I'm never selling this. Well, I'll just keep it forever. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Um, oh, I had some good food the other day. What'd you have? In Croydon, there's a French restaurant called... So it's takeaway. What were you doing, Croydon? Uh, I went and caught up with Zane um, just as the Was that within your 25 kilometer radius? It is from work. So, yeah. Um, when I caught up with Zane, <laughs> I'm going to find the um, place where it's called because I want to give him a shout out. They were awesome. It's called uh, Mon Poulet. It's, a, it's classed as a chicken shop in Google searches. But it's actually just a, a French takeaway restaurant, Montpellier in Croydon. Yeah. Some of the best food I've ever eaten. Really? This um, roast beef brisket roll. It was like slow cooked beef brisket with this um, proper beef gravy, like made out of the juices and that sort of yeah. stuff, in a roll with like pickled cabbage and that sort of stuff. It was bloody amazing, dude. Absolutely amazing. And then I actually had a brisket yesterday. Oh really? Yeah. Brisket's good. Oh, so good. And um. Because I went there with Zane, I caught up with mate Zane the other day because he's, he's in a wheelchair. It's a bit hard for him to get around, especially at the moment with like all the lockdown and everything. Like, what's he going to do? Like, he can't, I can't really go anywhere. So I went yeah. and caught up with him and then we jumped in his car and went down and got some food. And he he goes, oh, what do you want to order? Because he's pre-ordering with the um, online ordering. And I'm like, I don't know, order whatever you want. And he just got a heap of different things so we could just eat bits and pieces yeah, of different nice. things. Yeah. Another one was like this roll with like baked ham and bechamel sauce with this other, all this other stuff in it. It was so good. It was so French, but so good. That is very French. Yeah, it was awesome. So if you ever in Croydon, go there. They'll, yeah, they'll really so do good. it without the bun? Yeah, you can do it with, you can just get heaps of meat. Oh, right. also, as well as all that, Zane also bought like a 300 gram chunk of just beef brisket as well. Nice. <laughs> so yeah. I was going to eat that. Like, we got it. And then once we got back in the car and drove off, I'm like, oh, I didn't grab any cutlery. So I'm just like eating meat just with my fingers straight out of the bowl. It was awesome. It was so good. I've noticed people being like real weird like, with that. Like you go to like, because we've been riding, riding BMX at Noble Park a lot. Mm. So there's like a lot of like kebab shops and like shops. Yeah. And they sort of like don't understand when you're like, can I just have a thing of meat? They're yeah. like, what do you mean? You don't want to eat like this bread and... No. It's like an HSP, like a whole snack pack. Nah, because it's got a little cream and chips like, and all shit yeah. and all that. No. I, love I just meat. literally just got the meat. awesome. It's so good. Yeah. Well, just go to that, when you ride in Noble Park, just go to that Coles in Noble Park and get like a roast pork. What? A roast pork? They sell like roast pork and roast beef in like, you know, you buy hot chickens from the supermarket. They sell yeah. roast pork and roast beef there. So do beef? Yeah. Just yeah. go there. Yeah, it's really good. Because I used to go to that one on the way home. Oh, that's another thing with the flying. Haven't done any flying. Oh, yeah. Because you're a fucking haven't been able to. duck without its wings. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's what, why I knew that because sometimes I'd go to that Noble Park Coles on the way home and they always had roast pork and roast beef there. 
Beautiful. How is that? Get on it. Get on it. <laughs> I won't do the cardboard thing again. That was Dude, fun. It's good, man. I did it for like a couple of weeks and I felt better and also meat. <laughs> Meat's awesome. Meat, meat rules. It's <laughs> so good. It's not waste. Like, it's still... Well, Haley's a vego, so I've got to make up for her not eating meat. Well, that's so... right. I mean, you get two for one deal. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And, um, yeah, I do like meat. Quite. Uh, you know what I find funny? Like, you can eat like a huge ribeye steak or something like that. You don't feel like you want to go to sleep after it. I mean, sometimes you have like a big, big bowl of pasta or something like that. You oh. feel like you crash after oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's good, though. Hmm. Yeah, jeez, what happened? I haven't seen you for so long. I know, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's kind of pathetic. It's been like three months, but I don't really have much to talk about. It's been longer than that. When was the last time we did a podcast? Yeah, was it my right. house? No? no, it was just before the second lockdown started. Yeah. Was it before um, lockdown part two? Yeah, because I, um, because you sent me the link saying, hey, at 15 minutes, um, you wished for coronavirus you to come did. back. You did, you wished for it to come back. Yeah, well. The traffic was crappy. <laughs> and I've noticed since this lockdown... The traffic has improved. Yeah. Oh, the traffic's bad though yeah, now. Yeah, the traffic's not bad again. Yeah, you know what though? It sort of has been... not. I mean, for riding... Like going to Ride Park and riding motocross, mm-hmm. it's been good just having regional only. Like it's quite a lot quieter. Yeah. And skate parks have been quieter. So it must suck for the businesses. Like... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it'd be tragic. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, geez, I couldn't imagine like how hard it must be if you have a restaurant or something. I'd be the worst. It'd suck. Yeah, and just yeah. like what's essential and what's not. Mm. It's just like you see shit going on, like, that's not essential. Yeah. So skate park's been pretty quiet. Well, they've not been open. Oh, yeah. So they've been suppose. very quiet. Yeah. Been. Well, but I had somebody. I rode Mount Eliza one time. Yeah. During full lockdown. Mm. And I had the full fence up and everything. So I had to take my side cutters and cut the fence <laughs> open and get in there to ride the yeah. bowl. Uh, sweep all the shit out but um yeah. I mean fuck man it's just what do you do yeah, I don't know Ow. what do you do mate I don't get involved in politics and stuff sometimes people I'm not work, okay. yeah exactly sometimes people at work start talking about oh this that oh this might be a conspiracy I'm like whatever like but it also definitely is yeah and I just I look at it and I'm like what can I do about it there's nothing I can do about it as an average person I have no say you're in not average Below average. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Give, don't fucking pay yourself <laughs> in the back too hard. Mate. Exactly. Yeah, so... I don't know. I just... I'm just taking it as it comes. Did you listen to... Speaking of conspiracies, did you listen to the... Um, Alex Jones? Yes. God, he's so good. I love I Alex love Jones I love Alex so Jones so much. And, and I listened to his um, Infowars the next day. Like, oh, after really? It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. listened to that. I haven't listened way. to Infowars at all. I just like... Man, he makes me so happy, that dude. I just love him. I love how all his stuff is corroborated. Like, it's all... Like, they, they go through... Yeah, he's legit. He yeah. Ain't, he ain't fucking Did around. you listen to the Kanye West episode? Oh, my God, dude. I don't want to blow my brains out. You know what? I actually liked it. Yeah? He's completely nuts. There's no way he should ever be... Present. Oh, yeah, no. He's, he's completely crazy. nuts. But some of his ideas about stuff, like, to do with societies and, like... He's definitely like, smart. You know? Yeah, I yeah. listened to stuff and I was like, don't get me wrong. <coughs> he's back crap crazy. But some of his ideas are actually really good. I think he's yeah. terrible for... Soundbite snippets. Like if you listen to snippets of stuff, you go, "Ah, oh, he's just useless." But when you listen yeah. to him, because he, you can see where he's yeah. going. Like, you, yeah, yeah, you can tell he's been surrounded by yes men his entire life. Like people have always just enabled him to do stuff. But I was listening to some of his ideas. I'm like, some of them aren't too bad. So, so Kanye for president. <laughs> Kanye for president. I think that I don't. 
know anything about politics. I don't profess to know anything about like Trump or Biden or anything like that. I try to not, I try to actively not engage too much when it comes to either Australian or American politics. I don't really have much, I have interest in it, but I try to make a point of not getting involved because I don't, I don't have the time to invest my brain power into something like that that I can't do anything about and it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I but, do have fun with it though. But I was going to say, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this American election in the next couple yeah. of days. Because they've said, all these analysts have said on different news websites, no matter which way it goes, it looks like there's going to be a civil war in America. And I'm like, oh, that's a big call, but, but also it's so sketchy over there right now. The so. thing is, though, it's sketchy, but I mean, it's not, it's only what you see. You're not going to see positive shit. Mm, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, it's all, it's, it's very the biased. Squeak, squeaky to, wheel gets the grease sort Yeah, of it's yeah. very biased to bad situations mm, and stuff. I know. Could be interesting. I got some friends over there and they're like, it's pretty chill. It's not yeah. too crazy. But I mean, obviously, like, places mm. like Portland's a bit mm. weird. Yeah. It's but def- I've been definitely enjoying the. The whole thing. I think it's <laughs> I'm like, I'm a bit of a fan of Donald Trump. I think he's alright. I just... I like that, like... Because in the motor industry as well, I do have friends over there and they're like, since he's got in, it's changed the industry. Like, all my friends are... Really? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, a lot of... A lot of Amer- Like, I mean, American unemployment before, obviously, COVID or whatever mm. was at its lowest it's ever been and stuff. Like, he's suppose, yeah. trying to do the right thing, I think, for people, which is yeah. good. And... I mean, really, he hasn't got a... He hasn't been in politics for... Yeah. He's, he's not a politician. Well, Joe Biden's been doing it for 50 years. Yeah, he's not, a, he's not a politician. Yeah. So, he's yeah. just a fucking guy. Like, yeah. just a, I mean, he's not just a guy. He's Donald yeah. Trump, but... Yeah. I don't know. Just, it's quite entertaining. It's so be, I've been enjoying... Like, I've it's going to be interesting to see a couple what of photos. I do like to fucking put a little Donald Trump yeah. photo up on my Instagram every now <laughs> and then. A bit of a photo of him on a tank cruising. And I'll, yeah, because I do, I do it a bit tongue-in-cheek as well. I'm a bit like an antagonizer, so I don't mind yeah. like stirring the pot a bit. Like I'll make a few jokes. Good. Upset a few people. Yeah, well, it's upsetting people is always a good thing. Yeah, and it, I don't, because I don't, like you don't have social media at all. Nah. So like my thing with social media is I sort of post shit for my, like my circle, like my close yeah. friends or whatever. To entertain you close And then anyone too. else outside of that is, yeah. if they get offended, it's yeah. fucking on them. I couldn't give exactly, a fuck. Exactly, yeah. Like I did, I've done a few little jokes about like, cause you know how everyone's in quarantine, they're building bikes and stuff and yeah. this and the other. I had fucking put, I had a fucking good one. Yeah. I um did a post of like, um in 2020, everyone's a bike builder, but I know last year you're rolling up to the track like this and it's just a photo of just a stock bike with fucking stick on numbers. <laughs> and fucking people got shitty, huh? Yeah. Cause everyone's building a fucking two stroke and everyone's like, oh, I'm yeah, fucking Cerakoting exactly. my whole bike and this yeah. and it's like fucking, what, it does, yeah. it's cool, good on you. Mm. But I actually got people who got fucking butthurt on that and oh, I really? was dying laughing. That's good. It's good. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I can't do that. Because that's a fucking funny joke. There's this whole fad of seracoding everything. Yeah. Seracote like, can be used in certain circumstances. Like me and you have spoken about things like that. Like, I think me and you tend to have similar ideas when it comes to like making a bike look a bit different. Like you'll, you might get certain things anodized where a lot of people just get a paddocoat because it's cheaper and easier and that sort of stuff. But People are just going overboard. Like you get like seracoated rims and things like that. It's like you make the bike look like it looks like a 
like a, either a Chinese mini bike or like a, yeah. a finger bike or something the like Chinese that. The Chinese mini bike, so they have yeah. like all that, like it's not the magnesium color, the cool magnesium color, it's like that off sort of brownie yeah. sort of weird exactly, color. Yeah. And everything's done in it. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's like, it's just tack. It's now. like the Pepsi to Pro Circuit. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, Pro Circuit sort of pioneered that, that burnt magnesium sort yeah, of color. Yeah, they Pro did it like, it's like a deep, like, yeah. Fucking, I, I saw a, it's so hard to get that color. I man. saw a set of Pro Circuit triple clamps that would actually fit my YZ the other day because they don't make them anymore. But yeah. um, someone on Vital had a set for sale. I was going to be like 1200 bucks delivered here. And I'm like, they're so good. Like, I wouldn't want to put them on a bike. I would actually, you know what I'd like to do? I reckon we need to build podcast studio properly. You know, I said I got those walls. Well, I was and, thinking about doing that at my, in my shed. I could probably like, Box a bit off. I mean, I only have to keep a couple of yeah. bikes in there or whatever. Well, I've got that um, those walls here that I covered with carpet a long time ago, but I never actually used them. But I'd like to actually, you know, I've got a couple of jerseys off here and that sort of stuff. It would be really cool. Like, it's this isn't a moto podcast, but it kind of is a moto podcast. I mean, it's just whatever the fuck yeah, doing. Yeah. It's whatever we like podcast. Yeah. To be honest, most of the time it's a bloody kid podcast because all, all I've been doing is spend time with the kids. That's the yeah. only things I've got to talk about. But, like, I'd love to do, like a wall of trick parts, like good That'd looking be parts. Sick, It'd yeah. be so good. And you'd have to have like a, a two-stroke expansion chamber. It's got to be a raw one. Uh, a raw one for sure. Yeah. And I've got a few bits and pieces Straight kicking Straight up, if you have a nickel-plated exhaust, you can fuck right off. It's funny because I used to always just get the nickel-plated ones because I ride off-road stuff and things like that. Yeah. I'm like, that pipe... It's so easy to fuck get. That pipe looked like garbage. And then the other day, I just washed it and I gave it a quick scrub with the scouring pad. I haven't put in much effort, but I'm like, looks good again. It's yeah. easy. Just spray like a bit of yeah, WD-40 on a wipe it and yeah. good. It's just, I don't know. I really want to do something about that clutch cover. I don't want an aftermarket clutch cover, but I want to, I might strip that back. It looks just do it raw. Yeah, it looks cool. Mine's just, my one to five's got a raw, the stock Honda one, it's just raw. Like yeah, strip back. That's cool. I think um, it's cool. I don't I mean, want to get like those fucking boys in factory racing ones, you know. It's fucking, just been overdone. Oh. The, the boys in factory racing ones looked cool in the nineties when it was unique, but it's just been overdone to bugger. They're literally know. everywhere, man. Yeah, exactly. And what I don't like is and that you've got massive to have a, and you've got to have a clutch, and you got to have a clutch company on it. Yeah, like and, you, a handsome one I'm about it. It's yeah, cool. and but what I don't like about the boys ones is the massive raised lettering. Like, yeah, it actually hooks on your boot. <laughs> it's just it actually you see some people. They've hooked, um, gone to hit the brakes and that sort of stuff, and the, the their boot will actually hook, hook on the raised lettering. The raised lettering sticks up about four mil. It's like that's a decent sized step. That sticks out like a bloody steak peg. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. And, like a foot hook. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, that Yamaha one. If you just beat blasted or whatever and just yeah. got it back to raw, it looks sick. I should get. And one it says magnesium on it. It's kind of yeah, cool. I should get. Yeah, because it's actually a magnesium cover, so it's good. I should get one of those little... And um, you can still see how much oil you got to put in the fucking thing. Yeah, it tells you. 700... Well, how much oil was in it two yeah. years ago. <laughs> There's not much oil in there. Let's see. Um, most of the oil's on the ground. Because before the last rider went on... As soon as it runs out of oil, it'll stop leaking. That's pretty cool. Well, before the last rider went on, I noticed it was weeping out of it. Because it's just got an O-ring behind the clutch cover. Yeah. And I took it off and there was like an inch section of the O-ring was just missing. So what I did... Because it was just the day before I was going to go for a ride and I didn't have a spare gasket... I cut up some YZ125 cylinder head O-rings and just sort of glued them in place in a there. Bit and just, yeah, it just shoved it on and it worked fine. But then after that, that's why that um, stands all covered in oil because it's all gushed out. There's no yeah. oil left in it. So I'll try a clutch, all right? Yeah, exactly. Sweet. 
Did you ever see the photos of Tom Pagez's YZ250, like all the clutch, factory the, the clutch basket and everything? No. He drilled the clutch basket, drilled the clutch hub and that sort of stuff. That's sketchy. Everything inside, like the little detent arm for the sh- on the shift star, that detent arm had been drilled to make it lighter and that sort of stuff. But he got that bike down to like, it was like 82 kilos. He stripped another 15 kilos off a bike that's already light. Yeah. It's just insane. It must feel like a BMX to ride that thing. Yeah, it's such a big difference. Handmade titanium cone pipe. Even between like, because my buddy has a um, a CRF250. Like, I jumped between that and my 125. Yeah. And the difference in weight's astronomical. Mm. It's insane. Oh, well, of course we've cycled back to talking about 125s in motorbikes again. Well, it just happens, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's just what happens. What we're talking about, it's just, it's what we're into anyway, so yeah. yeah. Oh, well, this has been fun, this one. So. Just another... Oh, one dodgy fix that I want to show you. I don't know if you've seen that one. Have you seen the bottom exhaust pipe mount? I've seen it now. Yeah. What is it? It's a decompression lever off a, um, was it Jeff? Fucking hell. I drilled, drilled, the bracket broke through, so I drilled some holes through it. I'm like, that'll do. So, it's been there for about two years. <laughs> it's good. All right, well, this has been fun. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, peace. You got anything good to say? No, nothing. I I know. Turn off. Just turn off, man. That's fine.